Greetings and welcome everyone. It's All You Can Geek Movie Cast, episode 480. I'm one of your hosts, Jim Gass, joined by Mike Sneedy. What's up? Corey Feinstein. Yo! And Tony Korkanakis. Hello! Welcome, guys. Welcome, listeners. Welcome, viewers. We have arrived at our top five of the decade. So this is going to be five through one or one through five, or however you want to put that in whatever order in your head. We've, we're here. This is our best movies of the decade. Lock it in. Yep. Locking best, it in. Best for five. A decade. Not, not best. I, I wouldn't say best, but this is like our favorite. As, as I've said before we, we started this podcast, you're best like. subjective. Yeah, you're, you're like splitting hairs about where any of these movies really could fall on anybody's lists. I mean, it's like, it's your own opinions. And again, if we anger people about leaving something off our list, sorry but you know we like the movies we like this is our opinions yet again uh we hope you enjoy the episode uh and it's gonna be maybe a couple overlap things mike's gonna have some weird stuff (laughs) and uh no you probably have some stable you went you already did your stuff like yeah you this is your top list i'm expecting some some good stuff here Mm. not that your stuff's not good sorry mike i'm sorry this is (laughs) That's yeah. not that's not what I meant this. Getting a little personal now, Jim. That's not what I meant from this. It's he watches he watches the Archie stuff. I don't watch the Archie stuff. I'm just saying it's it's you know he likes the Archie stuff. Not really. Right. He likes the a artsy thing. Yeah, yeah, like, it's true. I really just watch way less than. Yeah, you yeah. You're, you're far, far less of a. He's more selective. So, okay, guys, let's get into this because this is we got this is five through one. So uh, again, we're gonna recap all of them at the end of this. Our top ten. Uh, in order uh, at the end of this episode so you understand what we have here. Uh, and, you know, again, there will be some spoilers me- maybe mentioned here, so we're sorry if there are. We'll try, you know, obviously we'll go out of our way to spoil something for people, but if it happens, it happens. It's, it's our of the decade. And these movies have been out, a lot of them have been out for, mine. one of them has been 10 years. So, um, you know, it's, it, nice. sorry. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you've heard about it. So, number five for me, I'm going to kick the list off. I have the order written down from last time. We're going to follow the same order. So it's, you know, cohesive. Number five, John Wick. So appeared on the list last week uh, for Tony and not anybody else's list yet. So I I guess I was the first one besides to crack the list here. Uh, I finished my list up with the raid last week and I really felt like either one of these could have been five. Mm -hmm. And I went with John Wick because I'm like. Keanu Reeves is so hot right now. Like, he's just like, he's like, I just like really enjoy seeing, and he's such a good dude. Uh, and I'm just like, I, I love watching whatever he's in. And um, even if I didn't like John Wick 3 for like the story myself, I thought it was the weakest of them. And uh, I still enjoyed the hell out of that movie. And, you know, this, this series it was such a shock to show up the way it did. I did not expect it to be good at all. And it's just like, it's an amazing actions uh, movie that, you know, it, it's just it deserves to be on the list. It really does. For people who like action movies, it, it should be. Absolutely. That's why I made yeah. it. I'd say it's one of the few of the decade that's actually like you know reminiscent of the '90s or early '00s. You know, where it's just that's like, what I mean. Like Taken, mm-hmm. Taken was um I don't know when the first one came out, but it was that was early '00s, I think. Yeah, and that's why, I, and I wouldn't put any of the other ones anywhere near my list because that one just those sequels I thought failed. Oh, yeah. Everyone was just like the worst in the last. Yeah. But like this movie's like all even like I'm talking about John Wick three is like not in my opinion a great story, but it's still like still better than most action movies you've seen. I mean it's fantastic. The action is great. You can't and I love Mark Dukaskis, big big fan of him. Like love his yeah. stuff. Only so, yep, 
love his work. Uh, and also, don't forget Double Dragon. <laughs> so, all right. Please forget. forget. Yes, always forget that's Double Dragon. Thinking, always. always forget it. So that's my number five. Uh, Mike, number five for you. My number five is going to be Civil War. Ooh, nice. Oh. nice. It's my, I did not expect that to be on your list. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's my, uh, I think it's, yeah, it's my top MCU movie. <laughs> really? I, I could have sworn, I remember you just trashing that one. I trashed the villain. I didn't need to be there. Oh, that's it, that's it. Like, yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, I voted against it a little into things, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to me, this was like the last, in my opinion, the last like, sort of MCU movie that was about like, you know, humanity and like morals of heroes other than everything else just became a, well, it was cosmic after that on a, on a purpose. Yeah, the story no, but, went but it was universal. Yeah. No, I mean, there was magical MacGuffins after that, but to me, this one really, uh, was interesting cause this was a good adaptation of, um, well, one of my, one of the more interesting Marvel storylines in the last like 20 years in civil war. Um, and it was just, and it brought Spider-Man in. So it had, it had all of the Avengers people I cared about, which was Captain America and Iron Man. And then it had, you know, Spider-Man brought in, and it mm-hmm. brought them. And there was like an idea. And Black logical. Panther. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not include him. Can't be, you know. Well, I, I just, <laughs> I forgot he was in here too, honestly. But. <laughs> Because I was, it was really about Spider-Man, even though he was not in it too long. It was really about his entrance into the MCU there. Yeah, that was a big, big draw for a lot of people to mm-hmm. see how, what that would be like. Yeah, and as and so we had all these characters put together. You, you sidelined the annoyingly powerful characters a bit; they weren't there, <laughs> and and it was just a good uh, sort of examination of the characters and their motivations and. Um, and it had that great uh, airport scene, which was probably my favorite MCU action scene. Mm. It was like a, it was, it was an Avengers 2.5. Uh, it was a Captain America movie that felt like an Avengers movie. It's more yeah. Avengers than Ultron. Yes, yeah, oh, I'd say so. Uh, it just like Mike said though, it did cut out those hyper, you know, overpowered um, heroes. Uh, they got them out of there, and it was like, it was humanity, right? It was down to earth, like. As down to earth as Marvel stuff would be, but but no, and then it was an examination of like, you know, that whole freedom mm-hmm. versus safety mm-hmm. uh, debate, and you know, it was it made you think of I think kind of about like what like these heroes would have to consider a little more than you know what we get afterwards, in my opinion, where it's just like get the magical things. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I thought it was, uh, it was it's it's a very good movie. Um, I know. I, I mean, I wrote down a whole bunch of Marvel stuff when I first started these lists. It ultimately, cr- uh, crossed that one off. Um, so, so to me, it was kind of like my peak interest in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, next up is Tony. I see. My number five was Raid Redemption. Um, yeah. And just how you talked about it last week. I mm-hmm. mean, and just what you were saying, uh, John Wick is, uh, you know, martial arts movies, you know, are definitely a lot more rare than they used to be obviously uh especially Mm -hmm. from like the 80s and 90s and stuff like that uh and raid just came out of nowhere and you know just surprised i would say everybody because i mean it it did pretty well uh internationally which is just you know hard to do these days especially i mean i'm trying to think of the last 
foreign film, you know, uh, especially Monster Arts, uh, you know, got recognized. Uh, and to the point where, like, those characters, or the actors, rather, guest starred in so many other series just as, like, little, like, nods and cameos and stuff like that. And um, people but, knew who they were, too. It's right. Like, all these guys from the raid. Yeah, it's, it's like the raid guys. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, but the story, it's, like, just simple, but enough to, like, draw you in. Uh, and keep your tension tension going because that's what it is. It's a you know a SWAT raid gone bad, uh, where you know the tables get turned on them and it's about a fight for survival. Um, so you know the story is just serviceable enough to make you interested, not like totally hokey, boring or anything like that. But the choreography, the fight sequences, uh, the brutality of it, because like I don't know, uh, one of the things for me with martial arts is like when you watch it, you know the suspension of disbelief there is like he didn't really punch that guy in the face. But everything in this feels like they actually do. And, uh, you know, they really sell it to you on that. Um, so it's just a great series. Uh, you know, really wish we got more of it, but totally understand that they had to move on to bigger and better things. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Uh, Corey? My number five is Blade Runner 2049. Ooh. I still haven't seen this. Show up. I still haven't seen this yet. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was my top movie uh, two years ago or whatever. And yep. so yep. this movie blew me away. Like, no, definitely one that I was like kind of curious about, like how are they gonna really make a sequel to Blade Runner and make it good? And I didn't actually really like Blade Runner at, that much. Like mm, I thought Blade Runner was very dry, very slow. Yeah, was much. Yeah, it's not what I was looking for when I first watched it, mm-hmm. and it kind of mm-hmm. soured my taste to that mm-hmm. that world a little bit. But <clears throat> going back to it here and seeing how they revitalize it and make it modern for even though it's supposed to be like now, like it's taking place now, right? Uh, they do a great job, and um, they bring back characters from the other one that it makes sense, and everything kind of fits together, and it's just a beautiful movie, too. Like, visually, it's really awesome, and it kind of has that, you know, like, the question of humanity as well. Like, what is, like, am I human, or what does it mean to be human, and that kind of thing. So there's, like, those <laughs> things in there that are interesting concepts. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I will say that the only... <laughs> Really, the only reason I have yet to watch this movie is because you keep saying how visually impressive this movie is, like, nonstop. Like, since you've talked about this movie mm-hmm. since day one, all you said that. And so I have in my living room one of the best TVs. Like, I love my OLED. It's fantastic. And so I have to find the time to watch it on that. Like, right. I have an opportunity to watch it on the spots. I'm like, I'm not watching this right now. I want to watch it. And I just haven't done that yet. And so it's, that's really why. Because I, like, I, I want to see this movie. It seems like it's, like, mm-hmm. right up my alley. Yeah. Um, I mean, but. Me too, but I haven't seen the first one. You don't need to see the you first one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. sure. Yeah, you don't need to. Like it, there would be things that would be. Like, I don't remember the first. Cool, one. I don't remember the first one. You so. don't need to watch the first one. Although I'm sure if you do, it's not going to be a bad thing. Yeah, but yeah, I would say you don't need to. It's like going to see a sequel for something that you. Is it like see. it's like The Witcher Three? <laughs> yes, yes. I would say it's that's what I've heard from at this. Like honestly, I have not seen. I don't remember the first movie in because I haven't seen it in years. I didn't. I don't remember like hardly any of that movie at all because it was also so like Corey said, it was pretty boring. Like it was a pretty slow movie for me. And I, yeah, and I'm pretty I, sure it only got a cult hit once like the director's cut came out or something, right? Yeah, like, and yeah, and that, and that was the longer version of it. So I'm like, yeah, it wasn't I don't, don't want to see this. Long. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but cool. All right. Uh, whoa, let me go back to my list here. Number. Four. Oh, number four is Inception. Nice. Yeah. Uh, like I said last week when Corey had this on his list, um, 
we we could talk about the ending till you know today. Like, still mm-hmm. argue about how what we took from that movie, and I love how he still left it out. Like, no answers came afterwards about what he, he really intended there. He left it open ended for people to discuss how they took that ending and how they saw it. Um, and it did so many cool things that were new, like the way the the you know the the dream within a dream, the, the diving in. I mean, so many things referenced that i think there was a south park episode there is a south park episode based on that i think for the elections or something like that if i remember <laughs> right like i mean in spite when you inspire something like that you you, you know you obviously made your mark for the decade uh and it's a, not even there's a decade but it, that movie's gonna be around you know in conversations about its styling and stuff like that for a long time uh you know love or hate leonardo dicaprio the the guy's a fantastic actor. He really is. Like I, he is great, and he was good in this, very good in this movie. And the acting was fantastic in this. Yeah, movie and that's around. why, and that's we didn't mention that last week. And I just like wanted to mention like how good this cast was in this in this movie. It was fantastic. Yeah. I don't know what happened with Dark Knight Rises, but I don't know either because I mean this was fantastic directing. <laughs> And it's like they yeah. just gave it all to this one. It's like, eh, just I think he was just burnt out. Yeah, he just burnt out. <laughs> so yeah, so that's my number four. Um, Mike, number four. My number four, and this might be controversial, is The Force Awakens. Hmm. Ooh, I don't think it's controversial. I don't think it's controversial very shortly. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, well to, to those who feel like this was, you know, sort of like an unoriginal like movie, you know, it might be. But to me, this was like the event of like the century, but pretty mm. much you get like this... This franchise coming back with a sequel, literally like 40 years in the making, and uh, it was just everyone was talking about it right there, and it brought back one of my favorite characters who I didn't think I would ever see again in Han Solo, and uh, it alluded to another one, <laughs> and then we, but um, it was just interesting, and it was just a big cinematic experience. We got you know all the callbacks you. Uh, just a revitalization of the cinematic Star Wars universe. I wish it happened now, like maybe 15 years earlier and went a little differently overall. But at the time, this was still exciting. Even by the end, when you realize that you weren't getting that reunion that should have happened with the core three. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't know that at that point in time. I mean, Um, we did by the end of that movie though. Sure. We didn't know that. Yeah, I know. We didn't know that they were never going to be on screen together like that, you know, I mean, until that movie, but I mean, that movie, like you said, was such a, um, success, like just such a successful reboot. I mean, it's better than any prequel movies. People hate the, um, fact that it's a new hope reboot, essentially rehash, not reboot, new, new hope rehash. Uh, but, it successfully revitalized Star Wars uh, and I do until, think that, until they that, drove it back into the ground. But I mean, I do think that's a little bit of an oversimplification too. We definitely um, there's a lot there's more. The ground was tread on that movie, but like the thing, I, I think I mean it did it did what it was supposed to do, uh, and obviously with the it, actors bringing them back, you couldn't do like the younger stories because of how old they were. So they had to kind of push it out that far. But I, you know, for me, still I'm. Not the poo-poo on your number, you know, four or anything. Are we on four? Yeah. Um, four. Just, I just to me, like I was, I'm disappointed that we didn't get the stories that I was hoping for. But yeah, uh, I was going to pick you right back off of this, but Tony, you want to add to that at all? Or no. No, I mean, look, you know, I think you guys think the Star Wars movies are better than they are in actuality. I think there's like one really good one and a bunch of good ones, and they're all bad. Yeah. The rest are just bad. So. What I love is the is the the characters. I love the 
I just love that um, the stories you can draw from this, and I'll get into that in just a second. Go on. Yeah. No, but I don't know. It was just it had the uh, action to me. This one more than maybe the next two, the the space faring like battles seemed to matter more. You were introduced to new characters, and also they were directly related in an interesting way still <laughs> to the older characters. Uh, not all of them landed for me, obviously. Uh, I still don't really understand what Finn's purpose was. But <laughs> I just uh, searched after Ray, basically. I guess. Yeah, but it, it was it was just great to see this world come back in a way that was big and interesting. And it was mostly just like a cinematic event, really. Like, that's why. It's no, so you can't deny that. That's... Oh, you know, that's, you know, because I, I did have to consider this one. It's, it didn't make my list spoiler. But um, it's one of those things where, like, it was an event. And I think the event was just bigger than the movie itself. And I don't think that's a knock on it, but it's just. <laughs> I remember going everywhere, and it was Star Wars this, Star Wars that. Like, I remember going to the grocery market, picking up a bag of apples, and it had, like, Star Wars brand yeah. packaging. I, mean, like, I was like, what the To this day, the fuck is you, this? you go into Home Depot, and you walk past, past the fridges, and there's, like, a Star Wars advertisement on the fr- fridge face. I'm like, mm-hmm. what does this have yeah. to do with selling me a fridge? Yeah, yeah, like, just this past holiday season, they had, like, uh, Star Wars droid-themed uh, Instant Pots. And I'm just like, really? I was like... Who wants that? And then I was like, oh, I kind of want that, but I didn't get it. But you know, it's just yeah, like, I mean, have... if we want to just continue this real quick, this is my number three. Um, and so I don't want to, you know, go back to it in a few minutes, a few minutes here. So uh, I will say that um, as I look back on this movie, uh, it was I loved this reboot. I watched this one multiple times. Uh, I love the new characters they brought in. If I just exclude out how it finishes. Um, it's not that I hated the way the movie, the bat, the last movie finished. I, you know, it's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie. Uh, it's just it's that this movie. was, this was, this was a great movie in my opinion. I really enjoyed this movie. And, it, and obviously the, the way that it impacted the decade, it's a, it's Star Wars is back. You know, it, Disney bought it. It was a huge purchase. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. They spent at that point, a lot of money getting it all back in, you know, hand over fist. But, um, you know, this was something that I couldn't wait to see my character now. Yeah. That being said, it's third on my list and not number one because of how it finished. Uh, it's you know it's not how you start, it's how you finish. No. And yeah. I'm sorry, but the treatment that, of, that I have of my characters has gotten me to go back now to start rereading the leg the Legends books. Uh, I'm listening to the way that I wanted my Luke Skywalker to finish his journey. Like <laughs> that's where I get frustrated with this whole saga, and that's what I meant to talk about. I mean, yeah, I I, I still said before, and I'll say it again big missed opportunity to have them all really on screen again uh that's the biggest i guess in this movie because it made it like i guess plot wise kind of illogical uh to do that at by the end of it but uh it's still at the at that time there was like hope for like this trilogy and like you know it was like you were interested in no i like uh, again there's mysteries you might you might fight me on this but you know trying to figure out why ray was special was a a thing because of this movie like well, Snoke was I wanted to know who Snoke was I thought that was interesting to me and I really wanted to know his I want to know who he was like I was like what is he out there for and mm-hmm. represent now ultimately I don't like the rep what we got as the answer for that um but we also have a consolidated movie in the last movie so it doesn't take anything away from this movie itself if you could watch this no, movie I, on its own it's, I, it's at the time it, it started a lot of like hope for new Star Wars stuff I thought a new new hope mm-hmm the newest uh, hope. And that's why it's number three on my list, because it doesn't deserve to be higher. But I thought it needed to be in my top five. And 
I thought it's still better than John Wick and Inception, in my opinion, just because I'm a big Star Wars fan. So okay. um, that's where it ended up. And, you know, my, my top two were pretty well set. I can't wait to talk about those. I'll be off. You guys can talk now for a while because now I've just done my two picks in a row here. Uh, Tony, what was your number four? Uh, let's see. My number four uh, was Your Name, uh, which is the Japanese animation film uh, from like 2016, I think. Something like that. Um, I wanted to represent at least one traditional animation uh, movie, and I think this this is pretty much it. Um, and, you know, I think, Corey, you had watched this too, right? You might see it on my list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but, um, I mean, I just, from the animation alone, like, I would recommend anybody that is a fan of 2D animation to watch this. Uh, His new one's in theaters. I saw that over the weekend. I'll talk about oh, it next okay. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's just uh, a beautifully drawn animated film. Um, and to, to like a side note, I, I wish Disney would throw that kind of budget towards a, a hand-drawn 2D animation mm-hmm. movie, you know, on that level. I mean, do it with Mickey, any of their IPs, you know, but um, just the animation alone is awesome. But the, the soundtrack, the story, the characters, like everything just comes together. And it's this interesting blend of like modern, you know, at, at its core, it's a modern light uh, romantic comedy kind of uh but then you know it gets into this like freaky friday situation with a twist and then you just get into like some spiritualism and maybe shamanism or mysticism whatever you want to call it and it's just like this you know um story about fate and stuff like that um and it's just one of those really impactful movies that uh you know i, I sat there after you know the credits roll and it's just like damn i did like i had to think about it I reached out to people that taught, like that also saw it, just like because I needed to talk about it, um, and it just you know left this profound impact on me. And obviously, mm-hmm. uh, a fan of the director and writer and stuff like right. that. So yeah, just... that's my number three, by the way. Oh, nice. All right. <laughs> yeah, your name is my number three. Uh, we'll do a little Jim, pull a little Jim here. Yeah, there we go. Okay. And combine this because yeah, like uh, I had that on my list uh, in my top ten, and then I watched it again like a couple weeks before we did this. And I was like, yeah, this is top five. And then yeah. I was looking at my top five. I was like, no, nope, this is higher than that. This is higher <laughs> than that. It's like, well, here it lands here. Yeah. And yeah, just <clears throat> like you're saying, it's got some really great characters. Uh, you really do care for the characters in this film. And uh, the you know the Freaky Friday aspect of it is where you know, the two main characters are switching places with each other. And like, oh, I've seen this before. But then they throw in that little twist. And it's like, oh, wow, this is pretty neat. It's not just your normal, oh these guys are going to switch places and then they'll meet up and fall in love and whatever, blah, blah, blah. There's like a lot more to it. Like you're saying, there's that spiritual aspect to it all. And, and again, it's, you know, you know, Blade Runner style is just a beautiful film to watch mm-hmm. and look at. And it does hit you, right. You know, like you're, you know, it, it almost ends too soon a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you want to get more. to go yeah. on. Yeah. And I, I think that's also a good sign of a film, like mm-hmm. kind of like Inception. You're like, oh, what, what the fuck? Yeah, I need it now. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's like, and then they kind of do that here, where it's like, oh, really? That's what's you're gonna stop it here and just leave the rest up to the imagination, I suppose. And and you kind of fill in the ending for yourself. But yeah, this movie, like everything you said, Tony, is just um, a fantastic film. And I don't know if there is a better, um, you know, just a better mo- anime motion picture that I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, uh, it's it's up there and um you know just speaking of the new one i saw that and it's you know it's up there i don't i don't think it's as good but it's still one of those things that like it's just impactful and just mm-hmm. it makes you it makes you feel something and it's really hard i mean i think all my top 10 have made me feel something but like when we're getting to the top five i think it's like 
it really like I don't know resonated me on, on some aspects. Uh, and it makes you kind of believe yeah. like in people mm-hmm. and yeah, it does. Yeah, Fate, you know, it's like, like I'm just in exactly and like good and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, cool. I can do okay. my number four also. Yes, you're up for number four, and I'll do be I'll be quick because my number four is John. No, oh, you can. I mean, you can talk about it again. We talk. No, about I mean, we've said a lot about John Wick already. Take your, and say I'm your piece, just, man. I just wanted to add to what we've already said is just the fact that the act like this was a come out of nowhere film like nobody really expected anything of it it's like oh a quick action movie low budget and I think that all worked towards its advantage where they could just kind of be free with everything but like Keanu Reeves is such a like committed actor to his mm, craft yeah, that yeah. he what he did to make this character more than what was just on the page I feel like if it was anybody else, this this would not have succeeded. And so, like, the, the you know, just the whole practical effects of everything and how much he is in it and not a stunt guy and not somebody, you know, posing as him and, you know, cuts and cuts and cuts. Mm-hmm. It's like you stayed on the action. You're watching everything. It wasn't shaky cam. And you got to see I, I him. Love that. See I love that. I love that aspect John of wasn't shaky cam. I love yeah. that fact. No, I mean, you got to see him do it. Like, yeah. and that's... That's that was awesome, and just keeps going with this. And the one. first one is so good with that mystery of what mm-hmm. the hell this is, what's going on exactly. I love mm-hmm. that, uh, as we mentioned last week. So. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, the world building there is some of the best. Mike, so. did you see this movie? Okay, so three of us have now recommended this movie of the decade. I think you, I think you have to. You would, <laughs> I think you would really enjoy this movie. I really do. It's not long either. I mean, no, it's, yeah, it's not probably. long. It's an action movie. Uh, it's a lot of. Gunplay, violence, but it's got a great story. You're a dog I, person. You can get behind them. I yeah, mean. you can get behind. Yeah, that's why I'm not watching it. <laughs> yeah, I know. You have to get past that part. It's, it's, it's you know, it's like Benji. So. so yeah, that's number four, and then obviously my number three was your name. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number three was obviously Force Awakens. So Mike, what was your number three? My number three is the Lego Movie, the original. Nice. nice. Oh yeah. Nice. yeah. And it, this was a big surprise to me. I just saw it. Um, I think mm-hmm. I went with my brother to see this one. And uh, I thought we went and saw this. I'm not sure. He may have been there. He oh, actually me. Been... Well, I saw it with you, Jim. Yeah, no, I thought maybe your brother was there. I remember your brother going to one of these. I don't know exactly, but it was, uh, you know, a big surprise to me. But it was interesting animation. Uh, almost oh, yeah. looked like it was actually stop motion, even though it wasn't. Um, and like everyone's played with Legos, everyone knows Legos, and it's just taking this. It's it's not quite like Toy Story, but like adjacent an idea kind of, and just and then it became this crazy crossover too, because you have all these like licensed characters in Lego form in there as well. Yeah. And you get you get Chris Pratt like who blew up like between this and obviously Gardens. Guardians of the Galaxy and Jurassic World, and they were all like pretty close together. They were all very close, yeah. He had and, a great uh, year. He had a great run yeah. right there. He had a great decade. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was just, it was funny. It wasn't like, it was good for like kids and adults, I think. And it was even like sort of, you know, emotional even at the end too, with a pretty interesting cameo. Even though you heard his voice the whole movie as well with Will Ferrell. So, um. I don't know. It just came out of nowhere, and it had like actual action as well, even in Lego form. But mm-hmm. an addictive song, <laughs> the soundtrack that like everyone 
will continue to sing yeah. now. Um, it, yeah, it, you're, you're, you're missing the everything was awesome. Like, yeah, you just not, said that to start. I know, I'm not saying. You just said that to start. I'm not saying it on purpose, because everyone's going to have it in their head for the rest yeah. of the time. But It's not as bad as the second movie. This song's going to get stuck in your head. That yeah. was That was a song legitimately written like that. Yeah. <laughs> so. I thought the other songs in, in movie two were uh, better than the, than the actual. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, I mean, of the second movie songs, I thought <clears throat> the other songs were better than the, the actual this, this song. The song's yeah. going to get stuck inside your head. Yeah, I don't, awesome. I don't, the best. I don't yeah, really remember like, that one as much, yeah. honestly. Uh, oh, I've heard it. No, I mean, as it's a seven-year-old, just, I've heard it many times. Oh, God. <laughs> so. it, but, but just pretty much every aspect, it was surprising and a good, good. And it was just an, a unique movie that stands yeah. out to me when I look back on this decade. Yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, I definitely agree with you there. It's just like one of the things that, honestly, I could probably swap it out with Toy Story 3, you know, if I really mm-hmm. felt about yeah, it one day watch it but yeah like it was one of those things that i mean I, I love lego and i think it's one of those like timeless classic toys that has persisted over generations now um Absolutely. that you know it, it's one of those perfect things I mean, that have, kids can enjoy full of them yeah exactly yeah. kids kids can enjoy it but adults can enjoy it as well mm-hmm. and i think the movie really hit on that too where like yeah at its base it's a kid's movie you know heroes art adventure whatever you call it but you know the the, the theme the underlying theme at the end of it I, that's for adults and it's just like yeah okay you know like toys are meant to be played with you know and stuff like that so uh yeah i, I told, totally with you the movie was just really awesome delightful and um you know i'm, I'm hoping we got a third movie that's closer to i love that they well, also everything that's built can be built in real life too yeah 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 yeah, yeah. exactly yeah it's possible they just make up shit it's just like yeah. you, we can actually make this out of lego yeah it was uh it was pretty cool with that so yeah all right uh number three for tony um so this one is a little difficult but Uh oh it's flip-flopping here no 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 i think i'm gonna cheat because i think it's gonna be avengers infinity war slash endgame oh we all cheat with those yeah yeah yeah, i know that's that's why that's why i was like i'm okay with saying because like last week I, i had to put one down as like if i had if like somebody held a gun to my like head like this is what i would say um or i think endgame just was like you know how it ended you know mm-hmm. yeah but, it was the continuation of it yeah right exactly but when i think about it when those those two movies really really do go together uh, and they, you know, it's, it's almost like, one movie yeah right it is it's, it's kind of like you know kill bill <laughs> one kill bill originally two. supposed to be one movie and they're like wait we got to do two yeah absolutely i mean i remember that was one of the stipulations of the bet with uh jim yeah jim yep. which yeah <laughs> Yep. Um, but yeah, just when I think about it, you, you know how the decade started in 2012 with uh, Avengers One, which is also a fantastic movie. And you know, for the sake of variety, I didn't include it here. But uh, you know, uh, I could take a page of Corey and include it. But when you think about how Avengers came out at the beginning of the decade, and just like getting five characters on screen was like mind blowing. Like, how are they going to juggle all these like five characters and make and not just nobody's like they're superstars at this point. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr., Scott Johansson, you know, et cetera. And it's like, um, to, to come to Infinity War and Endgame, where you have dozens of characters at this point, and to make a cohesive movie and a narrative and a story that makes, like, not as only, like, makes sense, but is rewarding, fulfilling. Um, and to me, you know, outside of a couple parts, like, it was one of those things that rewarded the, the diehard fans that have seen every movie, but it wasn't an absolute requirement that you needed to. Um, so it just really, you know, paid off on, on all the strings that they left out, you know, including, you know, my personal favorite scene that I had wanted since 
you know, they, they had continued with Age of Ultron where, you know, Captain America picks up yeah. Thor's hammer. I mean, that is an iconic moment in the comics, and that's an iconic moment in, you know, the movie, I would say, right. uh, where yeah, he, you know, picks it up and stuff like that. And then just the callbacks to, um, you know, fun nostalgia where, you know, it's not like a wink, wink, look at the camera, like, what's your last name? Skywalker. It's like, okay. Or it's just like, they throw the little things in there. So if you had seen him, you're rewarded for knowing that, but it's, even without it, it's like, it, it makes sense and stuff like that. So Avengers is, you know, the, the two movies that really made sense and was like the culmination of the cinematic universe for me. And where, even if they weren't continuing the movies, like I would just be 100% satisfied with like that 10 mm-hmm. years, 11 years, whatever it was that we got out of it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Can cool. uh, I continue with Marvel here for my number two? Uh, this is actually my highest rated MCU movie. Um, so, it's Winter Soldier. Um, it, All right. It's my number two, too, so I'll talk about it. Oh, great. Perfect. Ooh. Winter Soldier. I'll write that down for you as well. Um, what happened yeah. at six? No, seven. Yeah. <laughs> seven, yeah. Um, yeah. Six. Yep. No, yours was yeah, – yours, wait, yours was six? Yeah, we're six. Uh, it made all of our lists. Um, this was the was only number... one that's going on? Well, maybe. maybe. Uh, probably not. Uh, maybe. No, there's one that's going to make all – no. Yeah, no, Corey. I think we're gonna be. I think we're gonna overlap with one. Uh, so yeah, my um, crap. My, um, all right, my number one's gonna go with your number two. I think. No, all right, whatever. We'll see. Winter Soldier was uh fantastic. Like the twist, the the elevator sequence to this day is one of the best sequences I've ever seen in it, in any Marvel movie out there, any movie of the decade. I was gonna say any uh, like action movie. Yeah, any, like, any. We're going oh. with action movies again. It was just such a great sequence, and then like the the whole like. like what we have learned of like how big amazing shield is like, I don't know. Amazing is the word, but in the comic books and how big and like security based this, this company is. And the fact that it, in this movie universe, organization had, yeah, <laughs> had it infiltrated by Hydra uh, for this entire time was just such a crazy twist. It was unbelievable. And then, yeah. And then like the, the story itself with him trying to reconnect with Bucky uh, after like, you know, the, the way that first movie ended, which was the first movie wasn't, excellent at all it was solid it was it was, it was like it's, it's like it surprisingly was, it was popular. what it was it's, right they I, were have, sure. I definitely didn't have high expectations for this sequel because of that one and no. this was just holy shit this was incredible this movie I and mean, we could talk about this movie forever uh it was so we we had a spoiler cast in this, which was pretty long based on this movie imagine i mean because you can break it down as much as you can break down like infinity war i mean it was like the content there was so good uh the, the cinematography was excellent um the fight sequences were amazing uh sorry yeah and then like just the scenery i mean everything was great um i love that twist though and then yeah i mean you had some side characters in this uh it wasn't as, it wasn't like civil war where you had these other superheroes in it you had scarlett johansson's you know black widow uh but you know and you had nick fury uh Right, yeah, Falcon. Was, and Falcon. Falcon was in this race. This is where we got Falcon. On the left. <laughs> uh, yes, and I had that sequence. I mean, to this, I go, I go to DC like every year as an annual trip, and I make that a picture. I have since this movie came out. I think I have a picture in, in my Facebook on my Facebook page every single year since this movie came out of, uh, on your left from that same shot. Yeah. I do it every year. I'm going to do it again this year, just so you all know. In May this year, I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love that scene, uh, and and like and they brought it back in Endgame, which was great. Um, but, uh, cause it's one of the best lines. Um, yeah. so I just love this movie. Go ahead, Tony, go ahead. Yeah, no, um, this is my favorite standalone Marvel movie by mm-hmm. far. I think it's the best 
individual one too without mm-hmm. having seen the others um because i think you could you could make by even if you hadn't seen captain america one or avengers but to me this is the perfect encapsulation where you know again i talked about it but i'll reiterate uh, if people hadn't listened to older podcasts but this movie made me really respect captain america as a character because before it's like this hokey world war ii propaganda relic it's like oh yeah look captain america's punching you know hitler in the face on the cover of this comic book okay cool like i get it like it, it was what it was needed to lift spirits back in the day i totally get it but like in the modern era like what does captain america have to offer me now you know and stuff mm. like that but um and then you know captain america one came out in avengers it's like okay like he's the star-spangled hero whatever he's i get boy it scout. Yeah, boy scout but you know this i mean from the very beginning really takes that like man displaced out of time because yeah you know from the very beginning you know he's just working mm-hmm. out he meets up with um black widow and you know then he goes to um you know the old person's home and he meets up with peggy and you know you, there's this awesome emotional thing because you're like you're happy because he gets reunited with his first and only love uh with peggy uh only to find out that ha- she has like dementia uh and it's just like it, it's almost heartbreaking it is heartbreaking because you know that was like his one thing from his old life that was still there um until we find the winter soldier who was an awesome villain like terminator style like top tier assassin you know he doesn't have superpowers or whatever he's not going to fly and stuff like that but like he is just a trained killer mm-hmm. and he knows how to take out his target and anytime he's on the screen like shit happens you know from uh nearly killing um nick fury to you know um capturing them to taking out um the traitor i forget his name the bald guy right. where he just like flew him out yeah. of the like just threw him out on the highway and stuff like that but um you know when a soldier arrives and you know the face comes off i mean first of all awesome cinematography with the choreo like the martial arts choreography but even like the yeah the elevator sorry. sequence you talked about it and i agree 100 percent uh but even when he's fighting Bucky, like the one-on-one with like the knife and stuff like that. And like, it goes to the, I don't know, the truck or whatever. And you just feel that, um, the grittiness and stuff, but yeah, just awesome movie. Awesome twist. You know, it was one of those things where it's like, wow, like, you know, Captain America can actually be a deep character. So just, uh, it made me shoot up that. And then Chris Evans, especially just, just does a fantastic job of, you know, uh, portraying him. Perfect casting. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, he was, right on there so i mean this was done by the russos and this this gave the russos first the, one. yeah mm-hmm. this got them obviously on the massive map for marvel and what they could do um so mm-hmm. yeah all right uh mike you're number two my number two is days of future past mm. uh for me uh this sort of is it like ended your i got yeah you. This is, the end, this is the end game of the X-Men universe. It gave you far. closure. It gave you closure. Yeah, it was, there's, because this started in like the year 2000, pretty much, with the first X-Men movie, and this is, in my eyes, it's, well, not even my eyes, it's kind of like the dawn of the modern Mar- Marvel, or not, not just superhero movie, and um, they obviously had ups and downs since then, but this tried to bring it all together in a way that would make somewhat of sense and i it did a pretty good job for the old and the new and we got a a nice sort of i mean this was teased actually at the end of the wolverine i think went that great cameo that mm-hmm. uh surprise cameo no one saw, so, no one yeah. saw coming in that movie and 
So we got this uh, movie here. We got obviously it's Wolverine centric, like most of these movies are, but that's fine with me. Um, and we get an alternate future. We get a past. We get the, the merging of these storylines, and we get a kind of a happy ending. Although, got to figure out how that timeline goes. But uh, we got we get the ending that we kind of wanted, and a big surprise. We didn't think at that very end that all those people would be back just for that final scene because we had flat out lying like directors and stuff saying that oh no they're not involved so the, to me like that, that was just very satisfying and it was a lot and you know and it tapped into what makes x-men i think more interesting than typical superhero fare because it's still about you know prejudices and safety again versus freedom you know that same de- debate and you had all of that going back you know full circle with the time travel and it just worked, and it was so surprising because at that point uh, you didn't have like a big ensemble X Men thing work in a while. Yeah. So, it, so it was a great way to like sort of close out to me the X Men thing. You got even Halle Berry coming back. Oh as yeah, well. that was shocking. Yeah. I, I was really shocked to yeah. hear back that. So. Yeah. So you had you had all all the people come back, and you know it was it was just an impactful to see these people like 20 years later, almost, you know, come back and reprise their roles one last time to sort of, you know, close it out. I, you know, I, I sharing a story about the X-Men on this, uh, just side story here. I, I fully, I really enjoyed X-Men two so much X two. I, I did enjoy seeing them in this movie. Uh, you know, obviously we both have different explanations as to what happened and why they were there, but kind of thing. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I stated it wasn't like, you know, writing reality or anything like that. But, um, you know, I, I do think that this, this was a really good, really good uh, movie. And if you just stop here and don't look ahead, it's it's a great way to end it. It really well, is. Well, there's an epilogue, too, but I might talk about that at some point. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, I just know that uh, Apocalypse was god awful. And uh, at some it. point, I'll see the Phoenix when it's no. Yeah, no. So, I have to, <laughs> so it's for me, for me, this was. I'm going to see the Phoenix one on, on a bad bet. Then I'm sure it's going to happen. Somebody's going to make us. That's going to be a movie we're all going to throw around. I'll make you rewatch it again. Any, I, I would. Just, I wouldn't even wish that on my worst enemy. <laughs> I'm going to make you rewatch it again. You make a, you lose a bet to me. How about that? <laughs> uh, all right. Um, t- uh, Corey, what was your number two? My number two was Arrival. Arrival Ooh. is ah, the. Yeah. Amy Adams, movie. yeah, it's it's an alien and um, Hawkeye, yeah, and Hawkeye, Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in a way it's similar to your name in in that like it's about these characters, uh, well it's about mostly Amy Adams characters I guess, uh, and her like, um, basically she has all these like throughout the movie she's having all these flashbacks and she's um i guess she's like you know, like a linguist or something like where she's like she's brought in to try to translate or figure out what this alien language is that these alien ships come in and they're trying to communicate so she's brought in to try to help with that uh meanwhile she's having all these flashbacks and which are you know you're like, curious to what's going on there <clears throat> and then like when you she finally does figure things out um that moment is just one of the most amazing moments I've seen in like cinema in a long time. And just how that all plays into the flashbacks and how the movie's moving. And just, again, that feeling of, you know, we as a people can be better mm-hmm. and be, um, 
good and and what it, it what it, you know what we can do to improve as uh, humans. Uh, I think that was really impactful for me, and it was probably other than obviously my number one uh, after watching it was like the most like staggered or whatever you might say like after watching like I was like what just ha- like what did I just watch what is going on now and just it was really really cool and just the fact that yeah it made me think about it a lot afterwards uh really is the reason it's on here where it is because nice. even now I'm just like wow this this movie is so, so wow. just comes together so well so <laughs> Wow. All right, then we are not going to have a, an overlap here. For, I can I can't tie this in for my number one. Oh, I can't. I can go now after you here, but I really expected that my number one was going to be your number two because I knew your number one wasn't going to be nine. My, my number one. But we'll see. As confusing as that is, but um, yeah. So we're down to our number ones. Okay. We've number got one the of the list. decade, guys. We're going through the list here. This is our number one movies of the decade. Uh, here we go. Uh, number one for me. It's a movie that I probably joked about and made fun of before it came out and uh it is easily the best spider-man movie that i have ever seen uh and it deserves to be and i don't know if i'm being more recent biased about it or if i'm a big spider-man fan but i don't give a fuck it's the best spider-man movie i've ever seen into the spider-verse is my movie of the decade it is the best form of spider-man uh, All right, Jim, spoiler alert. My number one is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. We tied! <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you were going to go with, like, I thought you were going to go with um, the, the the recent thing you just saw, like, the, the... Oh, Parasite? Parasite. I thought you were going with Parasite. Uh, you threw me off when you were talking about the, you know, you, you, you're thinking about it like crazy and the arrival, and I was like, oh, shit, he went, I think he went, he went, like, Parasite, I think, on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so, yeah, uh, this movie... Um, Again, talking about the way it looks is awesome. Uh, once you realize they're, if you're watching an animated movie in the style of a comic book, uh, the music mixed in with it fantastically. I mean, and then you get, you get your Spider-Man. You get you get Peter Parker. You get an older yeah. Peter Parker. Whatever Spider-Man is your Spider-Man, yeah. you're getting him. You get the new R Spider-Man, who I thought was hilarious. Nick Cage's greatest role. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for, and for, in a long me, time. I'm going to jump in a little bit too because again this is my number one of the decade and that is because solely because I think I was not like this movie blew me away more than any movie I've seen in the past 10 years yeah. like after watching this movie I don't think I've ever felt like more like in awe or shock and like, like satisfied like every feeling of like that was a fantastic film like ran through my veins and like I was like, this this is what it Look, means. I'm glad I watched this. Yeah, it means to watch, like, go to the cinema yeah. and watch a movie. This, this like, embodies that for me. And like, I got like, caught up in the emotions and just yeah. him running off that like skyscraper he and like, off at the end jumping off like that sequence. Just like uh, chills. It was like it was you just amazing. You know what's funny? Because like, I don't know much about the Miles Morales character myself. I don't know much about him. I don't follow him in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, so getting his aspect of the story really makes you like. Yeah, you know he's deserving of the Spider-Man mantle. Like he is like the character. He's a character that can take up that. He's got that same kind of vibe of an early Peter, young Peter Parker, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just love that. Uh, you know that that triumphant part, jumping off the building and coming through when he, you know, uh, realization of what he has to do. Uh, it, it's awesome. And even like balancing um, the balancing act and stuff that he has to do with his uh, personal life and. We had some funny sequences in this movie. I love the comedy mixed into it, um, and you know, so because it's you know pretty serious. I mean, his uncle gets gets you know killed in front of him, and uh, by the kingpin who 
was the only sore part with how he looked, not mm-hmm. how he acted. I thought he was a great version of the Kingpin. Just looked weird. Um, I mean, he just shot the guy on the on the rooftop, and that was just yeah. awesome. I mean, so. that like that, but I mean, even before that point, like honestly, I was, you know, because they did a, an amazing job with the marketing and the trailers. Because the first Spider-Man, like the right. Peter Parker Spider-Man, I was like, oh, okay, great. Like, you know, I didn't remember like the, the subtle differences that you saw, but and I'm like, oh, great, it's his mentor. Like, yeah. he even says like, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to train you. And like five minutes later, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. he's dead. Peter yeah. Parker is dead, and Stan Lee, I think that was one of his last uh, cameos. Yeah, yeah it was great. That are Avengers, you know, even his cameo like that. It wasn't just like haha jokey jokey. I mean, there was like one punchline in the, in the background, but you know when Miles you know hands him like children's Halloween costume, he goes, you know, what if it doesn't fit? And suddenly he goes, you know, uh, he 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 started off by saying like you know we were close or we were friends or something like that. I knew him, and he goes, don't worry, it always fits. Like that is just so like I don't know deep to me mm. because you know not only is it, like it's Stanley saying that, but it's mm. like you know reassuring like in. You know, every one of us who wants to be that hero, you know, that, you know, that eventually, yeah, the suit might not fit at first, but you'll grow into it, you know, so it just mm-hmm. pulls on, yeah, pulls on hearts, you know. It was, it was such great lines. And, um, yeah, I mean, the being animated uh, lets them go just free for all in terms of what Spider-Man can act and move like i mean it's just it makes them more free to do it i mean you're yeah you can do this in a movie now live action but it's all cg and it doesn't look it doesn't mesh right but when you're doing cg just a whole movie in the art style it works and mm-hmm. just being able to you don't question it yeah yeah just being able to move the way he did and and even like all of the spider-man all of them mm-hmm. you know including the the diva bot um i don't know what her name was i that one's the penny, only one penny parker penny parker um i just you know that was that was so awesome to see them in like their own style of combat and such and uh, you know even like i said the noir spider-man was entertaining it was really cool to mm-hmm. see that and uh you know what's uh, you know so i just i thought it was i thought it was fantastic and uh, oh. i recommend it to anybody that wants to watch a, a marvel movie that you know mm-hmm. yeah it's like for me also it, it it upped the game as far as animation goes like mm-hmm. they're you, you get a lot of animated films and they're all doing similar things like you know the minions and that that company that whatever they make has that style <laughs> whatever right and then you have yeah. pixar style it's like pixar changes it up a little bit here and there but it's kind of just like generic like okay this is what computer animation looks they all like. look the same now they yeah all, See, but this is what you can do with like you, this is what you this is this movie like changed art it, direction and art yeah style, it just yeah. It, made, it was amazing yeah. that they thought outside the box and was like we're not just going to do some cgi film here we're going to basically create a whole new way of creating animated films yeah and then yeah. um you know put it in, in this movie and that yep. to me was just like yep that blew my mind also <laughs> it's like wow. yeah it was it was fantastic yeah. that, and that's why i what i was saying actually with lego movie a little bit mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah, yeah. it's absolutely. a similar style yeah yeah so, no, and that 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 really that absolutely that recent bias i guess is a little bit there but at the same time That's, i don't i can't remember feeling more like, I, you know i can't remember feeling more disappointed when you realize that the, because they were guarded about what this was going to do in the box office they weren't sure how obviously big it was going to be they didn't green light that sequel immediately so it's like yeah. we're waiting a while for this sequel it's it's happening but it's like ah, this is the first time i've heard it i'm like damn i can't wait for this you know yeah. it's yeah, the animated movies take some time though. They do. That's why you have to kind of greenlight them before it even comes out, and they didn't do that. So it was like, you know, I, it's when, like, is, when is the schedule like twenty twenty two or twenty two? Yeah, it's not next year, isn't it? It's twenty twenty two, I think. At least, yeah. 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 So, 
Um, yeah. But yeah. All right. Um, Mike, your number one movie of 2010 to 2019. My number one is the epilogue to what I just described. <laughs> and that would be Logan. Ah. No. That's the epilogue, yes. And that deserves yes. – that yes. should have been – I mean that was close to making my list. In fact, in one of the early versions of my list, it was in the top up in the upper nines and tens area. But go on. Well, for me, like obviously Wolverine is my second favorite um, comic book character. And he was, you know, again, in my mind, sort of like the start of the super modern superhero era with the first X-Men movie. And we got to see the same actor. I like that consistency through like almost 20 years. And then we have the ending here, like an ending. It's hard to write an ending. And uh, um, we saw them not really do anything well recently with endings before. But we get this adaptation pretty much of the Old Man Logan storyline, which I read in the comics first. And honestly, I think the movie does it a little better. I thought this was a great movie. So I don't yeah. know what the comic book is, but I thought it was um, – very good story for for a x-men movie you get uh an ending for xavier too and it's all bittersweet you get him sort of you explore what like dementia for like the most powerful telepath would mean and how it could like you know cause extreme problems you get that r-rated x-men wolverine movie finally you see him sort of unleashed in a way that you haven't before you get a, I mean, and it's semi-post-apocalyptic world. Not really, but it's a world where, you know, mutants don't, ex- yeah, mutants don't exist anymore. You're not sure why. Wolverine's dying. He's not sure why. And then you got this whole father figure thing, and yeah, you get this, uh, this future, this potential hope for future, this, you know, father-daughter dynamic with his, uh, you know, clone, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it's just an interesting story. It touches on a thing. It's bittersweet, and it's a lot of stuff people were looking for from, I think, the franchise for a long time. And obviously it got some mainstream recognition, too, as just being like a high-quality like movie movie, too. It's very emotional. And to me, some people didn't like the fact that the like one of the villains was just like another him. But basically, like when you like look at the character of Wolverine, like, it's the perfect sort of like villain for him just because he hates himself. Like he's a self-hating character who hates like the more animalistic or violent side of him, like, or his past even he hates. And that was just a visual representation of it. And then for the first time, really, cause like Wolverine has a little bit of problem, even in the movies and in the comics where he just like gets his ass kicked all the time because he can take it. And so yeah. he comes up, he ends up looking like pretty weak. <clears throat> he's, he's one of those like measuring sticks too, sometimes. But when they made him, like, the villain version of him, you can see just how scary that could be, where, like, this character, like, you can't kill him, and he'll just keep coming. So I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. So in a way, with the villain, you made everything about the hero seem more, like, profound, and then you end it, and you write an ending to the character, which I'm still a little torn about, like, killing, killing off this character, but... I guess you kind of had to, but the way it went, and it, it was just, uh, it hit all the right notes. It was emotional. It was dark. It was action packed. It was thought provoking, and uh, for me, that was probably, yeah, definitely the best movie I saw this year. For me, this decade, decade. Sure, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Could be movie, this year too. I, I got know. a better. I got a higher like um, appreciation for this movie after finding out the news that this is what spawned like. Patrick Stewart to revisit Picard 
And being this week it is, it's amazing you put this out here because I'm like, Picard's starting uh, two days. Uh, so I'm a big Star Trek kick, and uh, I'm psyched to have him back. And because of this role, he wanted to revisit some older roles because he really enjoyed his what he did with this. Uh, so, yeah, like I, I liked seeing that aspect of this character. Like you're right, like an older – like what happens when the oldest – like the most powerful uh, character mm-hmm. like in the universe gets like old, you know, like mm-hmm. – that that has those mental powers that like that gets like the old person like like dementia or you know I mean it just you have that problem it's just like unbelievable um so I thought that was a cool that whole thing and the cool scene and I liked I liked the um the Logan father daughter thing I mean yeah. the girl was fantastic in this yeah she was great she too was great. So, yeah so, yeah it's, right. it, it was on one of my early drafts as well yeah it was yeah mine was eight through nine nine ten I can't remember where it was exactly but it was up there um. Tony, your number one movie of the decade. Uh, my number one is going to be Inception. Um, and it's just because I thought about it and I have to reward originality um, because, mm-hmm. you know, this is one of the few that's completely original. Uh, it's not based on an IP, not based on anything that, you know, has some source material that people can, you know, really pull from. It's one of the few. Uh, anything else has, like, source material. But this one, uh, it made me... Like just like how Corey described, I mean, I sat in like my mouth was dropped. I, I want to say half the time this movie was going on between like the, the I mean the premise, the story. It, it's kind of like that John Wick thing where they give you this information about the world building, and it's like okay, it takes place in a modern setting, but there's some differences, and it's like there's architects and engineers and dream sequences, and it's like wait what? Like and like you're slowly pulling away the layers of this onion to get you know, deeper and deeper uh, into this mm. thing. And then the ensemble cast, just a, a great job in the respective roles um, from obviously Leonardo oh, yeah. Caprio yeah. to um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And yeah, like yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot, Levitt, I, Murphy. I forgot, I forgot yeah. she was in this movie with with them. I, oh. I completely forgot Ellen Page was in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah they, they all do fantastic jobs. Oh, and, yeah, cool. Yeah, but <laughs> for me... Yeah, but for me, like, it's... Uh, Ken, what's his name, Ken? Um, Ken Watanabe. Watanabe, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, all all the players in this this are just awesome. I don't I don't think there's a bad actor in this movie. No. And then um, the music, man. Oh, oh yeah. yeah that, that's what it is. It's this, this perfect culmination of, like, cinematography, which, you know... I mean, I classify this as a sci-fi film myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I not would like, say so. that. Not, like, say. futuristic sci-fi, but, like, it's about exploring dreams, which is, like... You know, we've explored space, we explored oceans, explored like dinosaurs coming back, but like dreams, that's one of the few, you know, unknowns still to, as to like, you know, the human psyche. Like, why do we dream? Why do we dream? The, you know, mm-hmm. that's going to go on forever. Um, so to me, it's like fascinating because I, I personally am fascinated by dreams. And then just to take this original script where it's like, hey, what if you could hack other people's dreams and steal information? Like, that's cool. And it's like, all right, now we want you to insert yourself into somebody's dream and plant an idea in their head to get them to alter their actual real life decisions. <laughs> like, like what? Like, that's crazy. That's insane. And they're like, not a dream, but a dream within the dream. And it's like, hold, hold up player. Like, what are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Like, this is, hold on. Like, let me, let me, let me follow it. And I mean, the first time, you know, I'm not going to say I followed it 100%, but it, you know, it was enough to be like, okay, I'm, I'm with you here. You know, and then they keep saying like, "Oh, we got to jump to the next one," and then we got to kick back and figure out the ways. Um, and this is really fascinating. The the sound effects. I mean, that pretty much popularized that whole like epic trailer music yeah. now, where it's like, oh, <laughs> ah, you know, ah. it's like in, in every trailer now. <laughs> so just fantastic. And and really, it was one of my favorite theatrical experiences because just 
hearing that in the, the Dolby surround sound just like made it so epic and so awesome. Um, you know, and it has that, you know, like Jim was saying, like that ending where it just this brings it up to interpretation yep, and just that. again, this is this might have made my list if I actually saw it in the theater first. I saw it at home and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I really think that like it was okay to me. It was just like, all right, that was a movie. Like it didn't mm. it didn't hit me for whatever reason, yeah. but I think that might have been part of it. The yeah, sequence when like you know, Sully Murphy's character is like finally like all right, like going into because they're basically convincing him to go into the that room of his own mind with his dad was it or something like yeah, yeah and just that the music that's pounding on you and he's like in there and he's like the crying he's like oh, oh my yeah. god that that sequence is ridiculous yeah yeah, mm. yeah there's it's that and then so my, much weight to it yeah 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 absolutely like there's emotional weight to it and you know just poignant because like you know it's it's a heist movie you know I yeah, love it is. heist it's a heist movie which is good yeah. um it's a dream it has all the montages and everything but uh, I mean, even it has one of my favorite visually exciting sequences with um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's fighting that one crony, where like you know because whoever was dreaming that sequence was like being thrown around, I think in the van like van, tumbling, yeah. like the whole the case was going around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and the, so they the, were going around. They're and... in a hotel like hallway, and like they're fighting, and then it slowly starts turning, twisting. So like you're running because on the, the sea rolling. right? Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, and it's just so awesome. And and this to me is like one of the things that really stuck out like that's one of the few movies i actually went and like watched every extra on the blu-ray and stuff like that and they're like blew my mind when they're like this wasn't special effects we actually built and they show it like these giant cylinders with like the sets and they're just manually cranking them and the actors had to learn like the fight sequences while the thing is going on i'm just like Holy yeah, that's awesome! Shit. Wow, yeah. I didn't even know that. That's yeah, that's incredible. Exactly, like well, it's practical. I think they were saying yeah. like um, when this came out, like X Men had to do a right turn because like we were going to plan something like this and we're not going to do it as well, so we're yeah, not going to yeah, do yeah, it. Now. Do something like that. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's it, in a way I'm sad that like we never had a follow, but in the same vein, like it didn't need it. It no. didn't need it, right? It didn't need it, but it's just one of the same kind of like John Wick, where like they just plant this this awesome interpretation of like a world like it's a known thing like there's multiple people that do this stuff and it's just like damn like just mm-hmm. a bunch of dream hackers and dream cops and you know all that stuff but uh i, I told this to me is like what the modern day like matrix like was at the time right, like, yeah exactly yeah, yeah just, that's like, a good point. it changes the yep. game it changes mm-hmm. the game. that's a good comparison right there yeah so awesome wow so that's our of the decades guys um we're going to run down our lists individually here uh should i go all the way through mine i guess go all the way yeah, 10 through one all. 10 through one for me uh Spider-Man Homecoming, Deadpool, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, The Avengers, The Raid, John Wick, Inception, Force Awakens, Winter Soldier, and Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, Mike? I got to pull it up again. <laughs> I, I can run it down for you, but I have, I have them all written down for us if you wanted to. But So my, my whole ten we're yes. doing? Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Disaster Artist, Spider-Verse, Winter Soldier, Spider-Man Homecoming. Civil War, Force Awakens, Lego Movie, Days mm-hmm. of Future Past, and Logan. All right, Tony? Uh, starting from 10, Toy Story 3, John Wick, Social Network, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, The Raid Redemption, Your Name, Avengers Endgame, Slash Infinity War, Captain America Winter Soldier, and Inception. And Corey? Mine is The Avengers, Slash Endgame, uh, Inception, Deadpool, The Raid, Winter Soldier, Blade Runner 2049, John Wick, Your Name, Arrival, 
and into the Spider-Verse, my yeah. number one. Spider-Man, the Spider-Verse made uh, all of our lists. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it's the only one. I mean, the, Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Winter Soldier Winter made Soldier. all of our lists as well. Yep. Yeah, Winter Soldier. So, yeah, that's... Oh, and, no, Homecoming didn't? No, it didn't. No, Winter Soldier. Uh, it's and, not on my uh, list. Yep. Winter Soldier, just Winter Soldier and Spider-Verse. Wow. Uh, yeah, so that that's our of the decade, folks. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can write us podcast at allingeek.net. Follow us on Twitter, allingeek. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have, we just discussed this before. So many topics coming up for you guys. Uh, most anticipated on, uh, on the docket. Uh, boldest predictions, bold predictions coming up for you guys. Uh, we've got a Fallen Order spoiler cast on the docket as well coming soon. Uh, so just stay tuned for all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Gamecast yeah. of the decade also coming up here. Uh, if you haven't heard that first, whatever. Uh, tune in then. See you guys. Excelsior. Excelsior.